Guys, we are back. Welcome back. What season is this? Is this season four? Five? Season five. I Sorry. Hey, guys, it's Let's Be Real, and it's season five. Actually, I really like that it's season five. For some reason, season five sounds better to me than four. It feels very established. It feels very much like we know each other. We kind of know what's going on, but the reality is I don't. I don't actually know what's going on. I have missed you guys so much. I, I loved taking this long break. I think um, if you're new with us, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. My name is Nicole. What you just experienced in the last 45 seconds deeply reflects what you should expect from the show. So I have just, we started this idea with this uh, podcast over COVID. Um, so we were doing tons of stuff. We were just, my team and I were just trying stuff because all the speaking engagements went away. I had been doing a lot of teaching and a lot of speaking. That is my favorite thing. If I had to pick between staring Staring at you through this camera and listening through this microphone or speaking through this microphone. <laughs> if I had to pick between staring into this camera or talking into this microphone or actually being able to sit down with you guys, I 100% all day long would fly anywhere, planes, trains, automobiles to get to be face to face, which we will talk about in a second because that is coming up at some point. But for now, we started the podcast because we were like, how do we connect? How do we relate? How do we handle this stuff? And to be honest with you, a little secret from some of my favorite pastors and leaders that I've talked to about COVID, there's been a part of this that we've really liked because um, I would never, of course, wish like the hardship that we've experienced as a whole community on anyone. But it has helped us ask the question, like, what really matters? And that's where Let's Be Real came from. We were like, let's be real about what it takes to be healthy in your relationships. And let's be real about what it takes to be healthy in your influence, in your leadership, whether that leadership is a circle of little people that you're taking care of 24-7, or that leadership is a massive company that you have a ton of influence in, or that leadership is the way that you show up in your friendships, in your relationships, in your marriage, whatever that is in your church community, we really wanted to say, hey, we know like life is hard and we need all the help we can get. That's like one of my main life principles for myself is that life is actually hard. Change is almost impossible. And the only way to be the fullest version of yourself and be the freest version of yourself is to invest and engage and be intentional. And that's what we do. We kind of like really, really zoom in on life. We put a magnifying glass, a microscope, insert like scientific instrument here. We put that thing on life and say, okay, let's like dissect that conversation. Let's talk about these moments in your life that really matter. And we look at them closely because a lot of times when we do that, we can actually really understand a little bit more about what's going on inside of us. And inside of you is this vast interior landscape that's full of your story, your past, your present, your hopes for the future. It's huge. And so sometimes we put that microscope on moments in our life and we look at them closely to say, okay, what does this teach me about what I'm processing, what I'm believing? What does this teach me about what I believe about the world? What does this teach me about my relationship with God? 
Whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, you're welcome here. We're all spiritual beings. We all have a spiritual life inside of us that's bigger than our outside life or the the visible life. And so we like to talk about that stuff too. So if you're new or if you're just coming back, I want you to know that we're really excited about this season. It's a little bit of a twist and a turn, which we'll get into in just a minute, but um, I try to bring people in to have conversations that feel real and helpful. I like to try to curate resources for you guys. I know out there is like, you know, this massive marketplace of just stuff, and you can be looking for like, how can I get help in my marriage, or what's my next step in my calling, or how do I actually engage with God in a way that feels relevant and real and helpful um, and authentic, and so we try to bring in people who who are writing great stuff, who are doing great stuff, that we can have a conversation about who they are and why the way that they bring influence into the world can help you. I also take reader questions. You can send reader questions, listener questions anytime. What are we here? Readers, listeners, viewers, you. You can send your people questions. People questions about people stuff, you can send those in, Nicole at NicoleUnis.com. Super easy. You can DM me. It's a little bit harder there, but if you go to Nicole at NicoleUnis.com, Send me in your questions about life. I don't have to use your name. I can change the circumstances a little bit. It's super free therapy, and generally it usually helps everybody else who's uh, tuning in, viewing, listening, whatever. So that's what I want you guys to know. We're on YouTube. We are on all your podcast channels, and one of the best ways to share content is to like or subscribe anything that we offer you guys here because it just helps other people find us, and we love for our community to grow with like-minded people who are like, hey, let's be real about what's really going on in our world. Hey everyone, I'm really excited about something new that we have to offer you called Real Talk Weekly. This is gonna be an email-only engagement. I'm just gonna slide into your inbox once a week with a few things that represent like the small ways that we actually grow and change. So each week you're gonna get a question. You can use it for journaling. You can use it for conversation. You're gonna get a spiritual thought, something inspirational, something from scripture that's gonna help you get grounded in your identity. And then I'm gonna give you a thought, a takeaway, a practical next step. We all know that change happens incrementally over time. You can think of this email as your companion on that journey. You can sign up at NicoleUnis.com slash Realtalk. Again, that's NicoleUnis.com slash Realtalk. See you there. All right, you guys. So let me give you a little bit of an update about what's been going on in my world since season four, which I thought was season five. So that tells you a lot. But let me give you a little bit of an update of kind of what was going on. And I really believe in taking space whenever you can. And I know that not all of our lives are built around being able to intentionally take space. But I do think some of us use that as a cop out to not take space, um, to not take a break from social media, to not do these things. And I fall prey to that. I mean, when I've been launching books, which book launch feels like it's like a two year process, I've always felt like I could never take a break from social media. I have to show up. I have have to be building an audience. Everyone's got to see my face on their phone every single day. So you guys don't forget about me. It's this complete like insecurity, like crazy train that's so easy to get on. And so I felt like for years, I was like, I can't take a significant break because I'm in the middle of launching a book. I'm in the middle of promoting a book. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm launching a podcast. And I felt like I got to this summer and thought, I'm not sure that I have healthy balance. And it wasn't really about like, oh, I'm addicted to my phone. It was more, 
is this pathway leading me to the person that I want to become? So it's not that the pathway itself had become negative. It was more like, is this a neutral pathway that's maybe arcing toward um, taking up space that's making me not actually be intentional about my life? And that to me is actually the, the deep temptation of overworking, over social media, over time on the phone, over producing. Generally, I think it's this kind of slippery slope where our life is so full that we actually don't have to think about where it's going. The problem with that is it's kind of like if you were in the ocean and there was a little bit of a current, right? And you go out in the ocean, you're boogie boarding, you're having fun with your friends, whatever, you get caught up for a few minutes. And the next thing you know, you look up and you are 30 yards down the beach from where you started. And you had no idea that you were even moving. You were just in it. And I think a lot of life is like that. We're like in it and we have no idea that we're actually in a very, very strong current. And that strong current is the world around us. It's whatever we're surrounding ourselves with. And we do need to occasionally look up and ask the question, am I located in the place that I actually want to be? And is this taking me in the direction that I want to go? Because if not, just like in a rip current, you've got to like swim against it. You know, you have to swim sideways out of it. And I think for this break and really trying to like dial down everything that I did for about 10 weeks, no writing, no podcasts, no social media, was just a chance to lift my eyes and look out at the horizon and say, is this, first of all, where am I actually located? Second of all, is this location the direction that and the intention that I want to have for my life? So that's why I recommend space for everyone. It wasn't, again, because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, you know, so far away from where I want to be. It was more like an intentional practice. So um, whether that's like a weekend for you or a half a day, I love like leaving your phone places is a great idea. Like leave your phone in the car when you go in for lunch. Things like that um, can really, really help. And I know some of you guys have little kids and you're like, I'm the first point of contact for my little kids. I mean, there was a time in life where we did not all have a phone literally attached to our face or to our hip at every single moment. Like there are other ways to be reached. You could tell your significant other, your partner, hey, um, I'm traveling for work. I'm staying in this hotel. If there is an emergency, you can call the phone number. Like people can find me. Um, so there are ways to actually engage and like disconnect connect from your phone. I love to turn on like the driving. Um, there's a little driving setting on your app on your phone. If you feel really compelled to answer your text messages right away, you can turn on that driving feature. And that just alerts everyone who texts you that they're not going to get a text back right away. And that can give you a little space like just to be a person who puts your phone down for an hour, any start is a good start. So we went into that time. And actually, it was a really it was a huge time of change in my family. So my son came home from his first year of college. And for any of you guys who have either been in in college or our parents of college students, you know that first summer back home is a really interesting one because you've kind of launched out into life. You've become your own grown self. You've lived your own schedule and you come home. And I'm very aware of what that feels like when you, you engage back with the family system. So we had our son home for his first summer after college. We were moving out of a rental that we had been in for about 10 months into a new house, into a new life. Truly, we moved all the way down into the city of Richmond. And it's a row house. So we're like street parking, like lock your doors, cameras, you know, trash in our you know, back alley kind of life, which was just a huge change. And just 
we had a lot of little hiccups along the way. No big deal, but um, I've moved a lot in my life, more than I can count. And this move was like, wow, this was tough. Like we had a storage unit. We had a lot of like just moving pieces. We had college stuff coming home. And for anyone who's managed a household, you know, understand like sometimes these little things can really wear on a woman. Like they can really wear on a person. And so we were doing all of that was happening as well. Meanwhile, my daughter Cameron is now a senior in high school. So now we're like into the college search and the college scene. And when Charlie was getting ready for college, it was COVID. So there was no visiting schools. We did everything online. It was like, honestly, it was like super lame. Like I feel like I feel like I wish I could go back and give him some kind of experience to make up for that crappy experience, which was COVID college search. It just was not good. So we're grateful. We love where he ended up. He's at Wayman Mary where Dave and I both went and he's had a great experience. But now that we're in like round two, I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels completely different than his experience. So visiting colleges, looking at schools, all super fun, all super great. Very, very busy. Like lots of emotional output, lots of conversation, all of that going on at the same time. And then Des was starting high school. So we had significant transitions in every single person's life. And Dave finally went back to the office. Can I get an amen? Baby, if you're listening, you know I love you, but we need space. We just need a little space. I kept telling everywhere that I went, like when I did speak and preach this summer, like I didn't realize that I actually considered my home office the home. Like, the whole home is my office. I don't want to be in a room. I don't need like a desk with my laptop on it. I need all of the space to be free, to be silent, to put on my worship music, to walk around the house and take phone calls. So I felt constrained. I felt constrained over the last three years with these people all around and always around. And so Dave went back to work. So we just, we had a lot of change going on in our home and in our family. And I realized how much of a escape work can be and how easy it is to really have good intentions and basically allow good intentions to deceive you from your hidden motivations. And so with all good intention, we can have responsibilities, we can have requirements, we can have things that we need to go and do and be, and we can actually be using them as an escape to avoid what feels uncomfortable, what feels uncertain, what feels scary. And I realized, wow, I really am prone to do that. I'm just, I will deceive myself and I will fill my life with things so that I don't have to sit and be uncomfortable. I don't have to sit and ask the question, oh my gosh, have we made a terrible mistake? You know, I don't have to sit and ask the question, how are things really with my relationship with each one of my kids? And and how are Dave and I connecting right now? And oh, by the way, that um, person that I love and worship, whose name is Jesus, like, am I spending any time with him? Because I am really good at talking about it. But am I actually being, like just being with the Lord and 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 spending time saying, okay, where am I on the map? Like wh- how far have I drifted from where I want to be? And what are my intentions? Which direction do I want to be facing in this next season? So all that space, just basically curating space allowed more of those things to come to the surface and to be dealt with in some ways and really just to to allow enough space to do the work of change. Because change is exhausting, guys. And I don't know anyone who can do creative work. So creative work can be the way that you're building your home. Creative work can be your actual vocation, your job. Creative work can be a new hobby or a new way of engaging in life and community. I, 
I personally cannot do more than one creative work at a time. So if I'm in a creative work that requires the energy of building and ideating and failing and starting again, I can only do one of those things at a time well. And if I've got many of those going on, something is going to be compromised. And so this became a season to say the creative work that I'm required to do, that I'm responsible for, that I I want to engage is the creative work of settling my family building a home, getting things in place, re-engaging with relationships, you know, post-COVID in a way that represent who Dave and I want to be in our next season as we get ready to empty nest. Not yet, but like five years from now. So we're really like preparing (laughs) for that time. So that's what's been up with me. Also big news, drum roll, please. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about my next project that's coming up. Okay. So you guys, I have another book I'm working on right now, and you're going to get to hear a lot about it for a really long time because the lead time now on books is so long that you would think that we are building a rocket to go to the moon. And then we're just taking a stop at the moon, and then we're going to go live on Mars because that's how long it takes to publish a book. Now, no shade to my publisher. It has nothing to do with them. It's absolutely related to like supply chain issues. And whenever I like to write books, because I'm so extra, we always try to write books and Bible studies and videos and like do all the things, which truly, honestly, is my dream come true. This is what I've been hoping for for the past really like 15 years was, man, I'd love to be in a place where I can give you guys content that you can engage in a book, that you can be studying in a Bible study, that you can be in a group with others, and I can be as present as possible on video with you. Truly a dream come true. So because we're so extra, it just takes a long time to get all those pieces together. But we are underway, and I'm super excited to let you guys know that I'm writing a book. We're pretty sure on the title. I will absolutely bring it to you guys. I want you to consider it. So if you're not on my email list, this is my perfect time to plug. Please get on my email list because that's where we do all of this stuff. Over the summer, I had discovery groups with you. I had people who shared conversations with me about their hidden seasons. I've I'm gonna, we're about to like engage with some reading material, like ways that you guys can actually write your stories into this next book. So if you're interested in any of that, if you want to be a part of this community, like super VIP, would love for you to get on my email list because that's where that happens. So on the email list, we talk about like titles and all this stuff. So this book, yet untitled, maybe almost titled, is a book about unexpected seasons in your life. And I have to tell you guys, in all of my books, maybe she's got issues with a little bit like this, my very first book. But of all of my books, when I just say that one line to people, when I say, hey, I'm writing a book about unexpected seasons in your life, it is bizarre The person can be 70, they can be 20, male, female, like every, you know, every kind of demographic you can expect. And everyone looks at me like, oh, yeah. And that's really interesting because I think that for many people in their 20s, it's about an unexpected, like, you know, season with friendships, relationships, their relationship status. And then I'm talking with people in their 60s and 70s, and they're like, yeah, I've had an unexpected season of grief, of loss, of turbulence. And so I am so intrigued by the fact that we're all surprised by seasons that we enter into that feel dark, that feel like a fog, that we don't know how they're going to turn out. And it feels like a really beautiful opportunity to engage and ask the question, what 
is these, what are these seasons about? What do these seasons teach me about who I am and what matters in life? And how does God engage us in these unexpected seasons where we really did have a playbook of what we thought would be going on in our lives and we find ourselves completely disoriented because of something that has come to us, whether because we chose it or because it chose us, and we don't know what to do. And the beautiful thing about unexpected seasons is we actually have incredible stories in the Bible about seasons like this. So the book is going to follow the narrative of Joseph, but I think it's going to be following it in a way that you've never experienced. And really the opportunity is for you to engage, whether you're in an unexpected season right now or you've been in one and you've come through it. But if you've been in one and you've come through it, you carry the weight of how that changed you and what it means for the world and what it means for your future. And so whether you're in one right now or you're looking back at one and trying to kind of make sense of it, this book's going to engage with what are the tests, the trials, the triumphs that come out of seasons like that. So I'm deep in the writing right now. um, And by deep in the writing, I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that I really need to write it. So I'm deep in it and you guys will be hearing much more about it, but I wanted you to be the first to know that's kind of what's up in my world is I will be doing a deep dive. You'll be hearing it kind of leak out all over the place in all the conversations that I have here on the podcast. And it will come out in like early 2024. So, you know, mark your calendars. Okay, you guys, I think that's all my updates. I think that's everything I have for you today. I just wanted to make sure that we level set and you guys know what to expect. We've got some great guests coming on the podcast this season, interspersed with some little coaching bits that I want to bring to you. Some, you know, friends will be showing up as well. So it's going to be great. You guys subscribe, like, rate the podcast to make sure you've got your notifications turned on so you can know every time a new episode drops. Looking forward to it. When I can't see my way through the dark I'll go anywhere as long as you there. You're the peace that I've been missing The walls might be high, a long way to climb But hey, listen We're in the lost woods, but I don't feel so lost with you
I don't feel so lost with you